It's your boy Brady Senior, man. Give me the OMFL news after dark. Another week in the books. And uh, yeah, I think currently we're in week 16. And I got a little special guest with me. Say what's up, little man. What's up? Ha, <laughs> little man on the track. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about power rankings, stat leaders. Might even talk about the award situation. And then talk about how Madden is just that trash. Because tonight, man, I was in a battle twice with um, the Rams. And uh, the first game really didn't get that far. But the the second game, man, made it all the way to overtime with me in the lead. 35-32. Only for that play calling glitch disconnection. I know. Bitches. Anyway, we'll be right back after this, man. Everybody, we back on the OMFL News After Dark. Still got my little guest with me, man. We getting ready to talk about the... Players of the Week. So we getting ready to talk about the Players of the Week. It's my little man, D.O. 5 Swag in the building. Say what's good, fam. What's up? <laughs> but anyway, man, we getting ready to talk about the Players of the Week of last week, man. It looks like... um. Johnny Walters, I'm choking over here. Johnny Walters, man, wide receiver out of the Chiefs, had eight catches, 240 yards, two TDs. I mean, come on, fellas. Are we just throwing it to one person and uh, just building up this team only to, uh, yeah, only to see them bad boys uh, fall out into the uh, free agency? I mean, come on, fam, what are we doing? And then over on the defensive side, man, we have Minka Fitzpatrick. Free safety out of the Steelers had eight tackles, no sacks, two interceptions, and no forced fumbles. And that was the players of last week. Peace. everybody man it's your boy brady senior getting you the omfl news after dark and i'm um joined by my boy little homie in the building d05 swag say what's happening what's up yeah little man on the track little man on the track y'all but anyway man let's go ahead and talk about the power rankings for this week uh, the top 10 as of right now is the Chiefs at 1, Cowboys at 2, Ravens at 3, the Lions at 4, Panthers at 5, the Bucks at 6, and you have the Dolphins at 7, the Patriots at 8, the Cardinals at 9, the Texans at 10, and my cat in the background is losing his damn mind. I got your meow. Anyway, we'll be right back after this, man, as I call Animal Control. Peace. 
Yeah, welcome back. It's the OMFL News After Dark. It's your boy Brady Sr. And I'm still joined by my boy DO5 Swag. Say what's up. What's up? So, you know, this is a little bit different, you know, in my segments, man. Normally I'll talk about, you know, the standards real quick, but right now I'm gonna put my boy on the spot. Remote learning, fam. How you feeling about this? Schooling at home. Talk about it. I like it. So you like schooling at home, but what about recess, bro? You missing recess at all? Yes. Okay. All right. And inquiring minds on the OMFL news, folks listening in right now, all across the world, they want to know, man. A special somebody you miss at the school, bro. Special, special friend, bro. <laughs> shy man, he's shy, y'all. But anyway, that was a little mini interview with my little boy, Do Five Swag. Man, say peace to everybody. Peace. We'll be right back after this, man. We'll give you them uh, standings in the not too soon postseason shakedown, man. Because uh, right now it looks like we almost got this thing sold up. We'll be right back. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brady Senior, man, giving you the OMFL news after dark every week, right before the press pass live, hosted by Nate. The sultry, respectful, ranting Nate. But other than that, man, hit that like, hit that subscribe, and tune in every week as we try to give you something new and refreshed to keep you hyped and locked in on everything that has grown. Folks, peace. Like I said, man, we right back. We right back, and we back in this piece. Say, what's up, everybody? What's up? <laughs> All right, man. So apparently, he doesn't want to say everybody. But anyway, man, we got a little what's up from my boy, my my co-host tonight, Do Five Swag, and uh, we gonna try something a little different. Stand up, little man. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. So. Let's talk about the NFC side, man. I want you to rattle off. Just use, you know, the the last, the names of the team. You know, don't have to do the whole name. But we're going to go, you know, Cowboys at the one. And I'll let you pick it up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the NFC side. Cowboys. At the one. At the one. Lions. At the two. At the two. Panthers at the three. Uh-huh. Cardinals at the four. Yep. Buccaneers at the five. Yes, sir. Seahawks at the six. Uh huh. Packers at the seven. And right now we still have. It looks like the Falcons are nine and six. They're still in the hunt. They might have a chance. And then of course you have the Giants and you have the Rams are both at seven and seven. And of course you know I'm going against the Rams right now, so they can keep their hopes alive with the win. But uh, hey, bro, I'm trying to get into the postseason again, back to back. That's my mission. Be mo on attack, baby. But other than that, man, hey, 
Tell me in the comments how my boy did for his first time on the OMFL News at the dark with his daddy. Peace. Yay! 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 All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Still hanging with my boy, D.O. Fosfag, but this is Brady Senior, man, giving you the OMFL news at the dark. And we're going to talk about statistical leaders real quick. It looks like um, for quarterbacks, Daniel Jones leads all quarterbacks with um, a 61% completion percentage, 4,329 yards on the season, uh, 9.6 average, 85 long, 40 TDs, but good God, 32 interceptions, but he's not the worst. And then, of course, he's got uh, he's been sacked 17 times. And then up next, you have my boy B. Moe leading all running backs with 253 carries, 1,767 yards, 7 yards per carry, 80 long, 2 fumbles on the season. He's averaging about 15, uh, 20 plus yards uh, runs, 6 broken tackles, and 20 TDs. So um, that is the, uh, the running back. And then, of course, receiver, man, Terry McLaurin, 124 receptions, 2,155 yards. He's got a 17.4 average, 62 long, 23 drops, 595 yaggedy yaks, and then 21 TDs. But we'll be right back after this, man. We're going to talk about the defensive side of this. Yeah. Hey, what's good, everybody, man? If you made it this far, man, again, hit that like. Damn so hit that subscribe. And then even share this bad boy on all of your other social media platforms, man. Get the word out. This is the OMFL News at the Dark. The show before the real show hosted by Nate, the Press Pass Live, and the Grown Folk Community, man. I mean, if you're looking for a good leagues, you know, good atmosphere of grown folks, man, come on over and check out the content, bro. We love to have you. But again, only way you can do that, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hey, share this, bitch. What? Yeah. I got bars, son. Yeah. Yeah. I got bars, son. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Peace. goodness man welcome to the OMFL news at the dark it's your boy Brady senior I'm still rolling with my boy do5 swag say what's good what's good all right man looks like we getting ready to run through these defensive statistical leaders real quick and with that being said man let's talk about the sack leader right now is Samson e Beckham uh, looks like he's got 27 sacks on the season 45 tackles three forced fumbles and that's about all he's got rolling in the stat column then over here the tackle leader is um, led by just one Bobby Wagner out of Seattle's got 73 uh, tackles one sack three forced fumbles one fumble recovery 11 interceptions, 17 deflections, and then seven. Looks like, uh, I don't know where that is. That might be uh, catch deflections, or catch attempts. I don't know where the hell that is. And then three TDs on the year. And then lastly, my man, um, interception leader is Anthony Brown out of Dallas. 
He's got uh, 35 tackles, one for uh, fumble recovery, 11 picks, and he's tied with Bobby Wagner. And he's got 22 deflections and four TDs. We'll be right back. What's good, everybody, man? It's your boy, Brady Sr., giving you the OMFL news after dark. And, man, it is closing time. But before we get out of here, we're going to talk about uh, game of the week. And the game of the week is between who, little man? The Panthers and the Cowboys. Panthers and the Cowboys um, are slated to play this week at 13-1 Cowboys versus 11-3 uh, Panthers. And Daddy Lee's gives a score of 25-23. to And, little man, who do you think going to win this game, man? Now that you see Daddy Lee's chooses Cowboys to win by two, what do you think the score is going to be, and who's going to be the winner? I think the Cowboys. And what do you think the score is going to be? 35 to 30. Okay, so you heard it here, man. Little man, D-O-5 Swag just gave the prediction. But you know what, man? I'm out of here. Nate is up next, man, with the Press Pass Live. Please stay tuned, stay locked. And, uh, man, we'll see y'all again next week. Peace. Bye, everyone. <laughs> we out of here. Yay! This, this is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the OMFL Live, Press Pass Live, I should say. Not OMFL Live. Welcome to Press Pass Live. I don't know what just happened here, but I had everything set up nice and neat and pretty, and, and all of a sudden I hit a button and things went a little, little haywire. I think I'm good, though. I think I'm good on, on y'all's end. So I hope that you guys are doing good tonight. I'm glad that you are with me and hanging out. Uh, I hope that you like the new overlay and just kind of everything we got going here. Check out the new nano lights. Oh, wait, they're on this side. That's right, right, right there, right there. Those things are sick. I love those things. I got them on a, um, got them on a little uh, PlayStation loop right now. So these are some PlayStation colors behind me. It's a, a little PlayStation um, 
what would you call it? a playlist? I think is is what it's called. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm going to be adding some more elements to it as as we kind of go along here. Just a, a little early Christmas present to uh, to myself. So thank you, Santa, for that. Yeah, I hope that you guys like the Christmas overlay. We're going to be doing this the rest of the month, but I've got some brand new overlays that are going to be for saints and sinners for their future press pass lives um, for PUBG. If you watch me ever stream some PUBG, so I've got a handful of new overlays and some new things I've been working on tonight that I think you guys would get a kick out of. And so tonight's show really is all going to be about the playoffs, right? We are in week number 16. It looks like all but one, two, three games are played. So most of the games are in and played and we're going to be into week number 17, which means this is all about the playoffs and there's some tight races coming down to the and week number 17 is going to have some pivotal matchups that should be very, very good. We're also going to just talk about the sliders tonight. Actually, I'm going to open up the mailbag. That's going to leave me talking about sliders because there's a really good question. There's some other, a lot of really good questions in there. My game is tomorrow at 2 p.m. My boy uh, Smash is working nights right now, so we're going to play at 2 p.m. tomorrow. Still going to be the Christmas overlay because I'm going to save all the other overlays for when we're out of the holidays. And uh, yeah, so we're going to we're going to just Christmas it up, man. We're going to get in the spirit tonight. Um, what else are we going to talk about tonight? I'm going to talk about some bad habits. It's a really good question in there in the mailbag. And uh, it's going to leave me talking about sliders. And there's some bad habits that I've been picking up on. And there's one little thing that we're seeing a lot of that I'm just going to see if I can address as a league uh, as a whole. And then see if that doesn't help fix it. And if not, we're going to have to have some one-on-one conversations. And at the very end of the show... I'm going to let my personal feelings out. This is going to be a therapy session for Nate uh, because there's some of our friends here that I'm kind of done with, and uh, they've been done with me for a while. And um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to air out some, some stuff, some grievances. We're going to get it out of our system, and we're going to move on like adults, and we're just going to keep on going. But uh, I think there's some things that are a healthy perspective. And you guys know that uh, I pastor and, and uh, you know, I'm a Christian and it's a big part of my life. And I think, I think the bad thing about online leagues, I'm starting my rant a little early. It's not really a rant, but a taste test of where we're going to go tonight is I think one of the bad things about being online is we forget that we're humans and we sometimes lose a lot uh in text and when we're reading text, right, whether it's text or email or in our case, discord, things like that, you know what I'm talking about? And so uh, we, we put our own spin on things and we read what we want to read into it. I do the same thing, right? If I'm in a bad mood or I've had a bad interaction or I just don't like somebody, right? Cause I, I don't like everybody here. I don't have to like everybody here. I, I have to be respectful and I got to treat you guys as adults and, you know, treat you the right way. But Sometimes we're just not each other's cup of tea, and that's okay. Um, a lot of people just don't like me, and that's that's fine. Um, no, we don't all have to be here, but I think sometimes we take that into we we read what we want into certain messages. And, and the reason I'm going there is is because we we had some interactions here lately, and and what I'm going to say, I'm going to tie those two pieces together. I'm I'm getting better on this. I'm working on this, Brady, but. I'm trying to unpreacher my talk sometimes because sometimes I talk around subjects. So number one, we read what we want into text messages and to messages that we get on Discord. Number two, 
is, you know, being a Christian, I think that there, there's a such thing as a, a healthy fear, right? Like, I think we're supposed to have a healthy fear of God. And I don't mean like afraid or scared, but like electricity. I think that's always a good example of a healthy fear of electricity. It doesn't mean I'm scared to flip the light switch. It doesn't mean I'm scared to plug in my camera, my computers. It does mean I'm not going to go get a metal knife and stick it in the wall socket because Couillon is going to kill me. There's a healthy fear of the role that electricity plays in my life. I think God's the same thing. I'm not God, and I, I can now realize how some of the people who uh, don't care for me are now going to read into what I'm saying and connect some dots that I'm not connecting. So keep it in context. I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. I ain't none of that stuff. I point to that man and let him do his thing. But I do think that this idea of a respect uh, and understanding the context of where we are uh, if I come to your house and I have a meal in your house and I talk to your wife, your boyfriend, your mate, your kids, your dog disrespectfully, then you have a right to put me in my place. You know what I mean? Because I'm in your house. I'm, on, I'm in your territory. I'm, I'm, you've invited me into your presence. And I think some of us forget that this is my league at the end of the day. And uh, I built this place, and a lot of people helped us get here. But it was ultimately my hard work and, and my dedication and my content. This Press Pass Live, let's not get it twisted, is my content. Brady has been super kind, and I hope he does this for as long as he's here, man. I love the OMFL news. That's a new addition. Press Pass Live is 183 episodes deep because Nate has done that over 20 years. And so... Um, I think because of that, there's just some things that I want to get us all on the same page. So if we're going to be adults, it's, it's, uh, it's good to know what expectations are because unmet expectations lead to frustration. And uh, I don't want any frustration here. I want people to enjoy themselves. And if people can't enjoy themselves or at least get along, then, then maybe it's time to find somewhere else to play or, or maybe even a, another league. So hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Let's get into this, man. Let's talk about Let's talk about where we are here uh, in the league. I want to talk about some of these games, man. Week number 16 is almost completely done, and there were some really, really good games. This L.A. Rams-Jacksonville games. Shocks fan, I don't even know if you're watching tonight, but, brother, you've been playing hella good football. So congratulations for getting some things figured out, getting some things put together, and getting your team to play really, really, really good football right now because – they're playing good football, and, and you've been having some really, really tight games, and to hang in there with Jacksonville is a hell of a time. It looks like you guys, Brady, uh, i seen you ranting. i just seen one little message. It just said, I know Nate doesn't want to hear about this, and then, and then I lost focus. But uh, three restarts, that would, that would send me over the edge just a, a little bit. Um, so I hear you, and I see you. I have no control over that. Green Bay and Arizona playing to a really tight game. That was a really good game, and Priest is trying his best to make the playoffs, man. But here's a stinker of a game. Detroit, our guy Trey, falls to Little Koch in Cincinnati, and that's no shot at Little Koch because I've said for a long time that I think Little Koch is one of the best players here that doesn't get a lot of respect because he's had a couple of tough seasons, but he had those Eagles teams there rolling for a while. and <clears throat> Maybe he's getting some things figured out. I mean, he's got Burrow in the top five, I think, in yards. 
Um, also like top five in interceptions, a lot of interceptions from our boy Burrow, but he comes away with a victory here against Fox and Bull and, and Trey. And Trey, I, I seen you post the message, this game is animation-based, and it is. It just is. It is the game that we have. It is animation-based, and that comes with a lot of sucky stuff, right? And I, I don't know that they're ever going to get away from it, to be totally honest, because they would have to rewrite the whole game, in my opinion. I'm not a programmer. What do I know? But my understanding is that there's a lot of historic bad code that they actually can't go back and fix, and they have to just, like, on top of try to fix it. And that has just caused layers and layers and layers. And all we can really hope is that, you know, maybe they're working on the next-gen game already and trying to get some of these things fixed um, because it's, it, it is animation-based. But here's the game I want to talk about. And that is the Los Los Angeles Chargers. I always get them messed up. These two teams messing me up. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders hung tight in this one. A 35-30 to 30 victory for the Chargers. And this one really was uh, just a really good, tight offensive battle. Oh, I hit the wrong button there. But 152 rushing yards. 324 passing yards. Both these teams kind of had their way on the offense, and <clears throat> you know how I am. I'm a Justin Herbert fan. I think this guy is going to be in real life and the OMFL, just kind of king of the hill for a long time. 340 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Looks like our old boy Marcus Mariota is making a comeback. He's got the starting job here. 275, two interceptions did hurt him, but overall played a, a pretty decent game. Josh Jacobs doing what Josh Jacobs has done most of this year. 21 attempts, 116 yards, three touchdowns. Eckler, eight for 75. Let's see, did he have a long here? Yeah, long of 20, so a nice long gain. Looks like he was really gashing the Raiders in that one. But, man, look at these Charger receivers. It's just nuts what, what they do. <clears throat> Keenan Allen, seven for 152. Stephen Vincent, who we'll talk about a little later, six for 102. And these guys were just having their way on, on all sides of the ball. See how many sacks there was in this game. Looks like one's from Damian Jones, one from Brett Hall, a rookie, and then one interception from Drew Tranquil, one from Casey Hayward Jr., and one from Damian Arnett Jr. So give it to the Raiders, man, really pushing, trying to get a good game in there, and the Chargers able to come away with a much-needed victory. We'll look at the playoff uh, picture really quick, but that was one of the games that really stuck out to me. <clears throat> one of the things that uh, you can't see here because – I got my camera. Let's see if we can go ahead and take my camera off real quick. Let's see. Can we uh, can we do this? I know we can. It's going to look funky real quick. Boom, boom. Let's see if we can take that off real quick. So here's one of the teams that really snuck in there. And if the playoffs ended today, this would be your matchups. This would be exactly what we'd see. And the Denver Broncos have kind of come out of nowhere. Now, I wish the thing it would show here is the team still – technically in the running because I don't know that the Broncos are going to get in but if they end it tonight if they end it right now the Broncos would be in and they'd face the uh, Baltimore Ravens which were in the OMFL Bowl last year against the Cardinals the Chiefs got the number one seed Dolphins Jaguars that would be a hell of a matchup two teams that like to run and play really good defense the upstart Texans who've come out of nowhere this season to have a really great season against Bloop and his Patriots who've had a little bit of an up and down year. <clears throat> bit of a turnover bug though for this team. 
um, that I think would end up hurting them. Going on to the other side, get Dallas Cowboys. They've kind of held firm to that number one seed as Arizona's tried everything that they could to not make the playoffs this year. I'm not saying he's tanking. I'm just saying he got rid of his quarterback. He'd been on vacation. I mean, most people, if they would have done the moves that he would done, would have like a meet, a five-win season. And this guy's got a 10-win season again in his firm right here in the number four seed. We'd have the Lions and Packers, so those guys would have a third game of the season. And it's really hard to beat a team three times and give it to the Packers, man. He hung tough with the with the Cardinals and he's played some pretty good football. Cam Jordan up there with 18 and a half sacks this year. Panthers and Seahawks, I think that would be a good one. I think the Panthers would come out on top on that one. They played really good football. They've got the NFC South just about sewed up, and they're playing good. Now, they did have the stumble against Dallas, and I think Dallas is in his head. I think everybody's in Maniac's head after he gets past the first round because I just think that Maniac automatically assumes, I'm going to lose whenever I I get to the next round. But um, I I think Maniac's got a really good team and and has – all the opportunities in the world to make a run if he can just be patient and uh, stick to his game plan that he's got. Arizona and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, of course, moved over to the South a couple of seasons ago with the idea of dethroning D-Money and his Falcons. Never quite happened. He did get a victory or two in there, but can he get D-Money with a brand-new low-rated quarterback? You know, this could be the year, but... I also don't know that the Bucks are 100% in. You might see the Falcons sneak in here. Man, that would set up some amazing matchups at three NFC South teams getting in. So this is going to be a really, really good playoffs. If I'm going to kind of call it as I see it, give you my winners, a quick rundown. I'm not going to break the games down. We'll kind of do that as we get into the playoffs. I think next Sunday we should be deep into the playoffs and kind of give you some more rundown. But if it ended just like this, And we had to go with what we see here. Of course, I still think the Falcons are in. I don't think the Broncos are in. So I think we're going to see some different matchups here. I'm going to start with the NFC South. I mean, the NFC side, and then we'll move over to the AFC. But I think you'll definitely see the Lions come away with a victory and move on to the next round. I like the Panthers in this matchup between the Seahawks. I do think the Falcons step in. And if he does, if the Falcons are able to make it in, man, I think the Falcons come away with a victory there. Cardinals and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Cardinals in that one. I think he's going to go on a different run here, but you might see a bit of a different matchup as we get into the NFC Championship. That would kind of set up some weird matchup here. We'd have the number two Lions, number three Panthers, number four Cardinals. So the Cardinals would go and play Dallas, and that is not the matchup that he wants. He hopes that maybe some of these other lower teams do come away with a victory here. I think that Dallas may end up playing the Falcons, but he would play the Cardinals in this scenario, and then we would have the Lions facing off against the Carolina Panthers. I like the Panthers in that one to move over to the NFC Championship, and I do think that finally, for the first time in a long time, we're going to see uh, D. Wayne come away with the victory against the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't know that you can beat D. Wayne with that low of a rated of a quarterback. Now, next season is going to be a completely uh, different different story, and that's going to move us over to Dallas versus the Carolina Panthers. And Maniac and I have already had this discussion. He just doesn't think he can beat these guys, and he's saying that his 
Um, his internet is his worst problem right now. I won't tell mom that you said that she's the worst, but is the worst at the moment. Thanks about the overlay, buddy. Just trying to get in the Christmas spirit and trying some new things and uh, help me out here tonight as always. Give me a like, give me a subscribe, give me a share. Uh, we might see a couple of those things pop up here. I had some other stuff I was playing around with, but I ended up trying to get rid of it and do a little bit simpler of a layout. There's some new cool stuff that I'm trying out that'll come a little later as we get to the mailbag. So I do think that the Dallas Cowboys will represent the NFC and OMFL Bowl number 93, I think. Am I wrong? 93. I think I'm right about that. <clears throat> Over here, again, I don't think the Denver Broncos make it, but if they do, it doesn't matter. The Ravens are going to go ahead and win that game. Uh, I like the uh, Miami Dolphins to come out with this victory, even though that's going to be a very, very good game. And now that I'm off for like two weeks, I might get to call some of these games. That would be a fun one to call because I, I do think that's going to be a close game. Could go either way, flip a coin, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Miami Dolphins in that one, even though... Brady, I believe in you. I believe in your team. You've just had a couple of hiccups here late in the season that have kind of made me scratch my head just a little bit. But I, I do believe in your team. Texans versus Bloop and his Patriots. Bloop is like becoming Eeyore uh, with Penguins. Uh, I don't know why, but poor Bloop can't like get out of his own way in his own head, if that makes sense. Like he... He's got such a good team. He knows how to build a team. I mean, he knows how to play this game, but... <clears throat> He doesn't believe in his quarterback, and I think by the time you get to the playoffs, you got to believe in your quarterback. Texans have had a really great season. It would surprise, wouldn't surprise me if we see, in my opinion, even though seeding it wouldn't be an upset, the upset here would be the Texans beating Bloop and his Patriots. But again, I think flip a coin, and you're going to see uh, any either one of those teams come out. <clears throat> With that matchup, we would then have the Texans going to meet Kansas City. We'd have the Ravens against the Dolphins. I think the Ravens win that game. That defense is just on fire. And I think we're getting to my next one, which is I think the Kansas City Chiefs would beat either the Texans or Bloop and his New England Patriots. I think we're going to get Kansas City Ravens game. And I think I thought that was going to happen last year. The Ravens were on fire, man. They played exceptionally well. The Ravens moved on last year. I think this year's Penguins year. I mean, to see what he did to Dallas a couple of weeks ago was just, I didn't get to watch that game. I didn't get to see it. I heard all about it. I talked about it on last Press Pass Live. Man, that's going to be the matchup we get again. And are we going to see big game Wayne show up again? That guy's been gone for a while. Big, big game Wayne has been gone for quite some time. And I don't know if we're going to see him again. And I think he played angry, got upset. Played angry is not the right term. So I take that back. That was kind of fed to me by somebody. I think he was frustrated in his game against Penguins, as any competitor does. We talked about that. I think that all of us get too competitive in moments. Um, sometimes some of us can step out of it. But sometimes it gets the best of us, and it always gets the best of us in the playoffs. I played in one OMFL Bowl and got lucky. I don't know why my nose is itching. Sorry. Uh, played in one OMFL Bowl and was able to win it many, many years ago. I think it was Madden 15. I, I won that one. Um, my only OMFL Bowl victory. And so I get it. I get the competitive juices. It immediately was called a cheater and a cheeser after it was over. So um, hopefully one day we can start to step back and realize that it's just a video game. Get competitive, be passionate, but know when to step out and step back. And 
Hopefully, no one gives up. We've seen a couple teams give up in the past. Hopefully, that doesn't happen, and hopefully, we have a really, really good playoff. So, um, that's kind of my breakdown. I do think that Penguins is going to win the whole thing uh, if, if it breaks out the way that we see it here and the way that I'm envisioning it. I think Penguins is in D. Wayne's head. I do hope that big, big game Wayne shows up, though, and big game Wayne shows up in, in a really good way and that this ends up being a, a really, really good game because it has a, a lot of potential to be uh, an exceptional game um, one way or the other. I, I just think that it, it could be – it could be really, really good. So here's the one thing I, I, I want to kind of talk about. Um, I was trying to think about doing something. You know what? What the hell? Let's try to do something. So this is something that was uh, kind of brought to my attention. I don't get to watch a ton of film. Um, I wish that I, I got to watch a ton of film. I'll be honest. I, I've been... Uh, I'll, get, I'll get to a little bit of it later in the show as my last segment, but... There's definitely been um, some uh, – I fell behind on film because I can't keep up. The board can't keep up. Uh, we just can't keep up with the film that needs to be watched. And, and so I don't even get to watch a, real, a lot of, like, real games. But what we're seeing, and this is a theme that we're seeing from of our top players. And so if you feel like this fits for you, then let's change. If not, then maybe just be aware of it. And what we're seeing is guys will call a play. They'll look at the situation and they'll call a play that they fit that, that they feel fits their team, the team that they're facing, the situation. Let's say this is a, a third and and ten. I'm coming out with my team. <clears throat> I know that my team is getting them in a bit of a blitz. I need to get the ball out quickly here. So I got a run call because I thought I could catch him. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get out of this because I see that he's in a blitz. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run my play, right? And I'm going to see if I can't hit my tight end. Didn't happen. That's, that's good football. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I think that's good football. What we want here in the OMFL is that type of chess match. The type of chess match where... You know your team. You know the other team that you're playing. You see the situation, and you're making a call appropriate to that situation. Where we start to get in a bit of a fuzzy area is that here's why we got away from the sim language is we don't simulate what you see on Sundays. On Sundays, Drew Brees goes to the line with two plays called every play. Looks at the defense. He calls the audible, tells the team which of the two plays that you're going to run, or he gets out of the package. That happens every single down. This is a video game, and I don't feel like that connects, and it gets into a funky area because we, don't, we aren't humans playing every player, and there is this thing called AI and animations, and you start making a bunch of adjustments, and things get funky, and get, things get weird, and they get thrown off. And so what we're seeing is guys are calling a play. They're coming. So right now i got two tight ends, right? Technically, my fullback is up here. I'm in a two tight end set, two receivers. He's in a normal 3-4. i got a run call, but I think I can pass on him. And so I'm making a call here to, to come back and see if I can't make a play. And we're seeing this a lot. Like we're seeing this type of stuff happen a bunch 
more often than not, people are calling a play, they're getting to the line, and then they're making an adjustment depending. So I'm calling a, a run here, but you came, or I'm calling a pass here, but you came out and man deep, and so I'm going to go to a run. Or I've got a run here, and the defense is up close, and so I'm calling a pass. And so I'm adjusting more than not, or at least in every key situation, but I'm adjusting plays a lot. I'm calling a lot of audibles. On defense, we're seeing a lot of adjustments, a lot of sliding and pinching, which is against the rules. We're seeing a lot of press and you know, uh, cover over. Like We're just seeing a lot of adjustments in every time, I believe. A couple of things I've learned about this game in particular. The sliders away from 50 throw the game off. The game is designed... The updates are designed, the animations are designed to play as close to 50, if not 50, as possible. Now, we have to make some adjustments because it's not perfect to fit our style. And I believe that every adjustment that you make throws off animations, it throws off timing, and it can really make the game funky. And what we don't want is guys kind of drawing up their own play, like making a bunch of adjustments here and sending somebody on a drag and somebody on a post out or even on defense, like sketching up their own play in the dirt and using all their pre-play adjustments. Because what we're trying to get away from is that you're quick on the sticks. I'm very quick at adjustments. I'm quick at clicking. And, And so we've taken some of those things out of our game in a way that I think still reward someone who's very good at the sticks and can you know make moves and and call good plays to get to this chess match of a Madden game. Uh, Brady and I used to have these sometimes heated conversations, right? It's funny, right? Because I, I definitely, Brady, there was times where I thought Brady hated me, and there was definitely some days where I didn't like him very much, right? And yet, Brady and I was also like, I remember when he first joined here, I was on, uh, I was on mic, I think, streaming, and I didn't realize he could hear me. And I was getting frustrated. And he had picked a playbook that had like four plays in it, right? You remember this, Brady? And I was losing my mind. And I was ranting. And he, and he got on mic. And then I felt bad, which is wrong on me. That's, that's bad on me. And I learned a lesson there. Because I wasn't really, I just was mad that I was seeing four plays. And he's like, ah, I picked the wrong playbook and blah, blah, blah. No big deal. And then I remember we had these really great games when you were in Tampa Bay and like you were one of my funnest games. Like I just, I felt like we were a good rival for each other. We both had wins and we both had good games. And then we got to the roaming and that was a freaking, Oh my God, man, I would get complaints every week about roaming about you roaming Brady and I'd have to deal with it. And you'd get mad at me and you'd ask me what's and just back and forth. And I get these like, how I, again, how I read it, I get what I read as a snipey comment of like, oh, I, I'll do whatever you tell me and I'll adjust, I'll adjust, I'll adjust. Yes, sir. Uh, what was your favorite? Understood. That was his favorite word. Understood. Understood. And I was always like, why is he being such a jerk right now? I was like, I don't want to be this. I don't want to have this conversation with him. But you can't roam over the whole freaking field, okay? Don't do that. Um, <clears throat> and now Brady's doing NFL news. He can't roam anymore. And uh, it's all good. Let me grab some. Uh, let me grab some water. I'm freaking dying over here. Brady, you need to have a uh, an understood rant on 
<laughs> on all my failed news. Need to bring back understood. So anyway, you know, Brady and I have had kind of this up and down relationship that uh, that isn't always fun, and I think it's just mostly misunderstanding most of the time. Um, sometimes, you know, whatever guys think I'm a jerk or whatever, which we'll get to a little little bit later. But what we don't want to see is the many adjustments. And so for some of our top teams that, you know, you're calling audibles often, let's back off of that. Again, I just think most of the time, which is more than 50%, I'm not putting a hard percentage on it. We're not freaking number cracking on people. But most of the time, you should call a play and you should run it, right? And if I took a chance to, to call a run to try to catch him here, even if he's in a defense that I think he's going to stop it, I should just go ahead and take, take my L and move on. That's the chess match. That's the play calling. Again, right here, right? So these are random plays. I'm in three receiver. This is a run. Most of us would look at this formation and go, uh, he's, he's got – you know, five men on the line. It looks like a blitz. You know, he's got one safety high. This is cover one or a blitz. Maybe a run isn't going to work, so I'm going to get out of it, which is fine sometimes. Sometimes you just need to take your L. You, you called a bad play. You need, to, you need to take it, right? And, again, there's no, like, hard, fast rule on this. Um, there's no percentage. There's no, It's just like... What I want to see is the chess match of two teams calling plays. Now, if you if the defense goes and makes a bunch of adjustments, then then you do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? But we just don't want to hear the quarterback making a bunch of calls out, and this idea that you're just doing it to ID the mic and double team the defensive tackle. Again, if you're doing it every play, you're doing it too much. You're, you're adjusting too many times. We got to learn a good mixture of the adjustments um, and and how to run adjustments and you know I just I want to get away from this idea of sketching up our plays and calling a lot of audibles and making a lot of adjustments when it needs to be this chess match of football of calling a play calling a play and seeing if I built a better team to to outplay you on this play and that means sometimes you know taking taking a loss. Um, That's kind of where, where I, I am on that. Again, I'm kind of, um, this is a specific issue that was a handful of teams were called out about. And um, I had a couple conversations with other people that I trust here. And and uh, it was kind of confirmed by them that they too are, are seeing it. Um, stop it. <laughs> they too are seeing these issues or, or hearing about these same issues. And so... Um, I'm going to try to handle it kind of broad, just kind of a league-wide as a whole. Let's watch our adjustments and, and watch what we do. And then, you know, we'll kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll see. If it doesn't fix it, we don't quite get there, then, then maybe we got to have some one-on-one some -on -one conversations. Um, so, yeah, let's see if we can get there. Here's what I've been, here's what I've been excited to show and uh, you guys are going to be totally unimpressed by this, but I'm impressed by this because I know what it took to make it. Um, yeah, Kobe, I, I do. I, I don't think we should be doing anything every play. I think the, that rule, that main rule, that golden rule in the OMFL of <clears throat> don't do anything every play, 
should be the guiding rule. Because if you listen to your quarterback, most of the time he IDs the mic on his own. And so you're making adjustments uh, that don't need to be made. And if you listen to your quarterback, he'll go, you know, mic 52, mic 52. And if that's the mic, then you know it is. Um, I've heard this like, um, I, I think it might have been Rob that threw it at me, but he said to ID the mic as the defensive tackle and that opened up running lanes. And I'm like, well, I guess that kind of goes to my point. Like, you the mic isn't a defensive tackle. And so if that's a gimmick that you can use to open up running lanes, maybe that's not something we should be using. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I do. I think the majority of the time, 50% or more, you should run the play call. That's not a, that's not a fit all. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you're down by 22 in the fourth quarter and you start running no huddle, you can run no. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no catch-all. There's no, like, black and white rule that you can make in this. It's just, man, call plays. They call play and go play football. And let's see who can call better football plays and build a better team, not who can make the most adjustments, who can click the fastest, who can spin move the fastest. Who was I playing? Maniac. It was you. It was you. There was like five times where I had you in the backfield and all five times you were hitting the juke move. And because you have freaking McCaffrey, he was getting out of it every time. That's the kind of thing. Like that's a small thing. And like I gave you all five, so don't worry. I didn't mess up your FPR. But it's like those are the small things that I have to pick up on. I got to be intentional about, oh, crap. Like I played this team and I've just, you know, I've got six out of 12 completions are drag routes. All right, I got to stop calling so many drag routes, even though maybe that's what I have to do for my team because I got a terrible quarterback or they're getting after me quickly. You know what I'm saying? And so I get that things will happen, but be self-aware enough to pick up on those things and go, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to back off doing this. Um, you know, I used to play a lot of that um, three safety deep quarter uh, uh, not quarter, but protect. I would play man with three safety deep, but they would be 20 yards off. And so every time I called that play, I would bump and, and run cover them. But if you're doing that every time, like you're, you're taking, you're trying to take out one of the flaws of calling that play. And one of the flaws of calling that play is your guys are 20 yards off. And so don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, <clears throat> anyway, I just think we should avoid doing anything most of the time. No, totally code. Like, if it's on the wrong side of the field, then do what you got to do. If he's on the wrong side of the field every time, then maybe you have a stupid quarterback and you need to upgrade your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the game works, um, if the awareness comes into it or not. I just I think I want to avoid any adjustments, audibles, gimmicky things like the juke move, any any weird, gimmicky, can be glitchy type thing, I want to avoid those majority of the time. Doesn't mean you can't do them. Doesn't mean you can't make adjustments. Doesn't mean you can't slide or pinch or call an audible. Doesn't mean you can't do those things. It just means like most of the time, let's play football. If you if I called a blitz and, and you called a freaking run and you've audible, you know, four of the last 10 times, then guess what? You need to freaking run into my blitz and I called a better play than you. 
and, and just like that is what it is, right? And and be okay with that. So, um, yeah, Rob, I'm not calling you out. So again, I, I don't know how long y'all been here. If you heard my earlier rant about being misunderstood, I'm not calling you out. That wasn't an underhanded smack. I'm just trying to like ID these things that we should just know, right? We know the defensive tackle isn't. And so if we pick up on flaws in the game, let's just not use them, right? Let's, let's um, again, I, I just don't want to be taken out of context. So uh, I said what I had to say. Let's just all, as a whole, let's all not be calling a play, getting to the line and audibling out of it. I think it's less to do about adjustments. I think the adjustments are on the defensive side of things. We're seeing a lot of adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. That needs to freaking calm down. The thing on the offensive side of the ball is the audibles, getting to the line, thinking you you, you see cover one, and so you're moving to a pass, or you see a blitz, and so you're moving to a pass. And, and it's not just once or twice, which is totally fine because that's way under majority. It's six, eight, ten times a game. No, like – Play, let's play ball. Call the uh, play, run the play that you that you called. So let's get to the mailbag. Here's the thing that I am totally impressed by, that y'all will be totally unimpressed by, but I think it's super cool and it was a lot of work to make it do this and we're going to give it a shot. And just because I did it, it didn't work. It worked. I think that's super cool. I know y'all are not going to think that's super cool, but I think that that's stupid cool that I was able to make it do that. So anyway, um, yeah, again, Brady, I'm not calling you out. That, that there's, there's no, the, the, the names that were attached to this are not having this discussion with me, and, and I wouldn't call them out like this. I, I'm trying to adjust, I'm trying to approach a subject that we've seen kind of a league-wide that are happening for some of our top teams as a league-wide, um, and hopefully that will fix it. And if not, then we'll have one-on-one conversations. Uh, if you are double-teaming every play, let's not do that, all right? Let that just scale that back. But if you're not doing it every play, if you're not doing it 75% of the time, then you're good, right? Like, again, this isn't to stop you guys from doing something. I just, I think we should pick up on, like, hey, I've got a 64 overall center, but, man, with this double team, I'm able to freaking blow through and, and average 250 yards rushing a game. Well, maybe um, maybe we found a glitch in the game and we probably should not do that. So um, that's all this is uh, about totally. So, um I promise no shots at anybody in this, and um, yeah, nothing like that. I think some of these I need to adjust, and I, and I will. Uh, I'm going to go. I need to go mark these. I'll, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, let's, let's get to the bottom here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this comes from Shocks Fan. Very competitive race for the wild card spot in the NFC. Give me your predictions on who gets the three wild card spots in the NFC? Um, that's a good question. Um, let's see if it'll show, because it doesn't always show, right? Um, I think I called this a, a while ago. Um, so Buccaneers are going to be in there for a wild card spot. 
Seahawks are going to be in there for a wild card spot, right? Packers, Falcons, Tech. No, I don't think the Rams have a shot, right? Uh, I think you're going to get three in. I think I'm right about that, right? It's your four play. It's your four division winners plus three wild cards. So your division winners are Cowboys, Lions, Panthers, Cardinals. I think that the Buccaneers are going to be in it at ten and five right now, and then I think your other two are going to be the Seahawks or the the Packers and the Falcons. Uh, those I think the NFC South is going to get um, three teams in, which does not bode well for me as I move on uh, because that means, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I've had a terrible season, and now it seems like the NFC South is loaded. So I'll just be terrible the rest of this Madden. So, um, I don't know what you mean by that. I was, the, the, it's throughout the forms that threw me off. I'm sorry. I, I paused there, and I know that's not good. But I was just like, I, I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about throughout the forms. Um, uh Anyway, I think the Falcons are in, and, and that's going to be my pick, and we'll just kind of leave it at that. I think those are going to be – so Buccaneers, Packers, and Seahawks and, and Falcons. And I'm only going Packers because I mean, he's been playing really good. I really – I think the Seahawks are going to be in, um, but we'll see. You know, uh, he, played, he played Arizona really tight, and I think that's a, a very good thing. Uh, Bill says with the rash of interceptions, <laughs> again, the passive aggressive, where's Penguins when we need him? The passive aggressiveness in some of these make me laugh. Um, oh, that's right. It was D-Money CPU team. That's right. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. With the rash of interceptions and unrealistic defensive back play, using the league's current sliders all Madden setting, has the board considered banning the use of ball hawk, heat seeker, and auto strafe? Number one, auto strafe, hell no. Like, why would that ever? No. Um, I have no problem with auto strafe. I think auto strafe actually hurts you more than it helps you. Um, and ball hawk and heat seeker, no, because I, I think it's been uh, the just Madden updates in our sliders. So early in the season, we were using uh, a set of sliders that one of the past coverage was at zero. And then it, it got, I was gone for vacation and things got out of hand from what I understand uh, while I was gone. And um, I'm, now I'm trying to think, Rob, you'd have to tell me because you were the guy that was mainly telling me about it. But it was either like people were throwing weight. Yeah, I think it was too many interceptions. So people were throwing like six interceptions a game. And so we adjusted that slider back to 50, and that seemed to get us back to a normal rate. But with the last couple of, of updates, we see that the defensive backs are still a little too high. Rob and I have actually been talking about that, and he's been kind of nervous about some of the moves here. And so we're not there to answer your question, no. I think if I can't quite tune the sliders to get there, then we, we can't have that discussion. Um, and, and see, I think ball hawk would be probably the biggest one, but I don't think ball hawk, heat seeker, auto strafe help users. I think the, the interceptions we're seeing, and we'll talk about them in a second, more about the quarterback play is coming from CPU players just playing too much coverage and being too tight and reacting too quick. So this advance, I just did it tonight because I just now got on. I was gone for a Christmas with my family, but um, 
I just made these changes tonight and uh, reaction went down two points and coverage went down three points. I could be wrong about that. I'll show you. It's not like it's hidden. Um, reaction went down two points. Coverage went down three points. Um, so this was 45 and 43. So three on them, two on reaction. We'll see where that fits and, and sits. And again, if we can't quite get it right, then we definitely will have that discussion, Bill. But um, this idea of unrealistic DB play, I think, is a little bit up for debate. <clears throat> Uh, Lost Sniper, this was actually a fun uh, question. He says, hot take, Madden 21 has the best soundtrack since Madden 10. Has this one grown on you guys' favorite year soundtrack? Uh, I like all the Madden soundtracks. I like that one year. I don't remember which year. Maybe you guys remember what year it was. But uh, there was a year there that had like... I'm not a country music fan. My wife is. I, I hate it. But they had like some country music on there. There's some rock on there. There's some rap. It was like all the genres of music. I really like that one. But I'm a rap guy and hip hop guy. So I really like this one too. Of course, I have to turn it off because I get hit on freaking streams every single time. So I actually have to turn all the music off and I don't, I don't get to hear any music. Um, but I do like this one and I think it is pretty good. But I will also say... Uh, if you're not into new hip-hop, new rap, new R&B, that kind of stuff, this soundtrack would drive you nuts because there's, no <clears throat> there's no mixture of genres uh, in this one uh, at all. Um, how many seasons does the MFL go per cycle? Five or six. Lately, last couple of years, we've been hitting six. Um, five was kind of the norm before then, um, but the last couple, we've been, we've been hitting six. <clears throat> Oh, Brady, it's, it's crazy every single time. This comes from our boy, Kobe. Uh, which teams do you think will benefit the most from the upcoming offseason? I have no clue. I, I hope mine, but history tells me it won't. I think it will help teams like yours, teams that took over you know, late and didn't really get to build the team to fit them. So I think your team will be fine. I think the Eagles will have a year to really turn things around. They had to cut a lot of salary and turn some things around. Um I'm interested to see what the Chargers do. Interested to see what the Rams do. The Colts, you know, he took over that that team. I think anyone who took over a team that wasn't built for them or built by them or that they didn't have a full offseason to build, I think that's the teams that it will really um, be able to help the most. NFC playoffs race is so close, and the seeding uh, from 2 to 7 is subject to change in the last week. How would you seed or rank those teams 2 to 7 in order to get the most exciting playoff? Just a prediction on how those seasons would finish. That would, that's a fun question. I, I seen that one a little earlier. Um, what what could we look at here? Let's, uh, let's just look at the playoff race. No, let's look at the standings. Um... Of course, Cowboys are done. You got the Lions, Panthers, Bucks, Cardinals. I'm going to squeeze the Falcons in there because they have a potential to get to 10 wins. Um, and so if you can mix those around, I think having um, Lions-Cardinals would be a great matchup. That would be a really, really fun game to see and, and to watch. I think those two teams, could you could really see some some firepower going off on that one. And um, yeah, I think that that would be really, really good. Uh, defense versus offense, even though D-Money is really known for his defense. I think 
Panthers, Buccaneers would be a really fun matchup. Panthers, Falcons would be a really fun matchup, even though those teams already play each other. But, you know, the Buccaneers, I think, have been kind of run by um, the Panthers and Maniac. He's kind of had his way with them. I think that that would, to see those teams play for a third time and, you know, Cove, you're new here, and so you, you're kind of this unknown. Nobody, your team isn't built for you. Nobody knows really. He know Maniac knows your style more than any of us. But that would be some some really fun matchups. I think Packers Seahawks would be an, a really fun matchup. You know, uh, you never know which one of these two teams is going to show up, and so I think that mixing those and in, in getting those matchups would be um, a really really fun. Fun matchup. I'm sitting here looking. I forgot that y'all can't see it because I, I don't have it up. But um, could be some really, really fun matchups in that one. Uh, let's go over to to Trey's last two questions. Uh, do you think the amount of ITs thrown this year is drastically increased by throwing out of sack animation? Absolutely. I think it 100% is um, from throwing out of the sack uh, animation that we have. Um, let's see if we can go forward here. Go look at some stats. Um, I think that animation has a lot to do because you don't always feel the pressure. And depending on the camera that people use and depending on how they look at things is going to, you know, depend on what you, you know, how you react to getting some of that pressure. So I think throwing out of the sack animation has at least lifted them by a third, you know, we're seeing a third more interceptions because of that animation and that. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good addition to the game. We all just haven't adjusted to it just yet. And sliders and updates all have played a role in that. And I think that that's part two is I think some of us are making some bad decisions. I think a lot of us, you know, when you hear them talk about me, I'm not going to start tossing out names. A lot of people own it and they're like yeah that was me even though you'll see me after some of my games like that was not me that was the right throw the right play the timing was right I think that's another that's going to be a big piece number one is some of us make really bad decisions I'm in that bucket number two you cannot throw with anticipation in this game which sucks I wish we could figure that out I, I don't know if it's an all Madden all pro type thing I'm open to going all pro if people can prove to me that ratings still matter and it, it doesn't become so offensive loosey-goosey where we start seeing, you know, D-Money hang 60 on people, D-Wayne running for 3,000 yards a season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just worry about some of those things whenever we go to all pro. Um I think the animation has raised it, the throw-out-of-sack animation. I think some of us have made bad decisions. I think... You can't throw with anticipation. And some, me, I'm going to own it. I I try to throw with anticipation a lot. Those comeback routes, both in and out, whether they're hooks or or comeback routes, um, they're almost dead in this game. You cannot throw that with anticipation. And I think that leads us to the last one, which is the sliders that we we talked about a little while ago. Um, You know, we've been adjusting those and trying to figure those out. And I think getting away from the zero has, has helped helped I, I still think they're slightly a little high and I think we're probably going to see this fall about 40 this is probably going to stay about 40 um you know this might get one bump 
Rob's trying to talk me into bumping this. I'm nervous. I think it's already pretty high. I think this number is already pretty high, which is another question we'll get to here. And I just there's a lot here, right? I think another one that has helped with some of that pressure, it's been a bit of a, a give and take, but it's it's the roughing the passer. You know, this was lower, I think, at 35 at one point which allowed for more pressure, more sacks, trying to get those sack numbers to go up, even though I think the sack numbers are really high right now. They're actually pretty good. And a lot of those are coverage sacks I get. Um, but moving this back to 50 has is, is helped a ton. Um, so, yeah, I think all of those things together has, has created this, this interception soup, so to speak. Um, yeah, Rob, it's, it's hard, right? And that's a skill that not all of us have and not all of us possess. And I think that's where you see some of the bigger skill gap between some of our players. I think also some of our really good players are calling a lot of audibles to get themselves out of those um, longer plays that take more time because they know the pressure's coming or they know the defense is set up a certain way. So I think if we can get some of those top teams to stop making so many of those changes, get some of the bottom teams to start making quicker decisions and have a little bit more awareness, it, it will help a, a ton. That's interesting, Kobe. Again, uh, I don't know a, a lot about your, your play style. And so, um, yeah. I, I just know that you came in with a hell of a reputation, and, and we, we continue to see that. So, Rob, it's funny that you bring that up. Because I, I think that's actually, uh, I think that's our, our last question here. Let's see if we can get over, get back over to it. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's see. Um, do you think players with high 90s catch attributes should drop more 1v1 catches uh, than mid-80s and lower players catch double coverage? So that question was a little confusing, but I think what he's saying is he sees you know, the high-rated receivers catching a lot of 1v1s and a lot of low-rated players catching a lot of, like, multi-man catches or jumbo catches, group catches, whatever. I think that's part of the animation stuff. And evidently that maybe happened in, in some of your last games here that, that were upsets. Um, I think that's just part of this animation thing, that those are some of the animations that they want to show off, and so it doesn't matter. Um, what your catches are, like that's going to happen. What what I do hate, and and the thing about the animations that I've seen happen is, I've seen it happen on Adams, Evans. I've pointed out a couple of them in my games uh, in the replay at the end. But uh, when an X factor or a high rated player with superstar abilities. Um, kicks in the animation no matter what the cornerback is or the cornerback whiffs on a bump and run coverage, even if the cornerback isn't in bump and run coverage, that they still kind of whiff and the receiver kind of blows past them over the top and leaves it wide open. I hate when that animation kicks in. And it kind of it drives me insane just a little bit. Um, hold on a second. My freaking – my mic is uh, – my mic that I use for the PlayStation chat is sticking to me. Uh, I hate when that kicks in automatically, and uh, and those things suck. Um, who are your offensive and defensive rookies? I think I've kind of talked about it a lot, so I'm, I'm actually not going to re-talk about that. Go watch the other shows. Lions, I think, have the defensive rookie of the year. Offense, I think you're going to probably go to the Chargers. I think some of those guys stick out. The Jags and his running back are, are breaking records, right? I think offensive is wide open. I think defense, uh, it's 
you know, in my opinion, the Lions are going to get it with one of their two guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I hate that number is at 55 um, because I think it, that's what triggers some of the crazy stuff that you're talking about here, Trey, like whether it's winning all the 1v1s or whether it's catching these big, you know, group clump catches. I think it's because we have a slightly higher number that you see slightly. And it's not that higher. It's just five. But I think we see a slightly uptick of those. Um, and and the, the argument is, you know, you, you can see Rob, right? He talks about his receivers having a freaking hell of a season. Hundred Was it 153 catches? I think is what I seen a while ago when I looked. Um, you know, is leading leading in drops uh, as well. Or at least that's what he says. I don't know, Rob. Maybe he is. Yeah, 124 catches. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think they show drops. Yeah, they don't show drops here. But, um, you know, we see some of the top receivers have drops, and so that's why that number is a little bit higher than than what it's been in, in the past. So um, before we kind of transition in, into the last little segment here, what do you guys have? Uh, anything you want to – anything we want to talk about? Anything that you guys see in, in the chat that we – we want to discuss before we get out of here. It's been a good show. It's good to have all you guys here. I actually don't have the numbers up because my other computer went to sleep. So uh, I'm just kind of viewing the chat on, on this new setup that I, I got over here. Um, appreciate the kind words about the setup. Uh, go get you some Nano Leaf. I keep pointing the wrong side. Go get you some Nano Leaf canvas lights. Those things are freaking, they're sick. I love them to death. There's a, uh, some new ones that I'll play um, for whenever I play with my Saints. It's going to be my Saints one right here. Uh, that's too bright. Let me turn it down so people can see. I love that one. That's kind of cool. There's some. I, I I've got all kinds. The Pelicans one's super cool too. This one I like a lot too. Just got to turn it down. They're too bright. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why'd you get blocked? How do I allow these? Let's see. Huh. Doesn't give me an option to allow them. I don't know why. It says uh, my play style has changed so much. Oh, you got put in timeout because you said, I swear I don't like Julio. Can't catch anything 1v1 double coverage. <clears throat> I guess it's not always going to happen. It doesn't make it happen. I feel like... And he is great. I don't know why you got timed out by that. Man, it doesn't make sense. My bad. I'm going to have to look into code while you got timed out, while your messages got deleted, because there's nothing bad in there. It's usually Brady, the one saying the bad stuff. Um, let's put on some Christmas stuff, and then uh, then we'll wrap it up here. There we go. A Christmas playlist here. Um. I love these lights, though. They're super sick, and I've had them set up a couple different ways already. But um, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, guys. Thanks for the compliments. I, I hope that you do like what we got going on here. Remember to, to give us a sub, give us a, um, a like, a share. Uh, appreciate you hanging out in chat and, and, and hanging out. My game's going to be at 2 o'clock tomorrow. I need to go update the thread. <clears throat> but um, 
our buddy Smash is, I think, working nights right now, and so uh, he was not able to play. And I think I'm going to go play some PUBG, even though it's getting kind of late, so maybe not. Um, last thing, we kind of touched on it, and so I don't want to reiterate a lot of the stuff that I, I said at the very beginning. Um, there's a couple of things I just believe are true in, in business and in, in, in your, like, real-life circles of influence and people that you run with. Um, I, I think they're true in in whatever you find yourself getting involved in, whether it's like sports teams and <clears throat> no, you didn't, you didn't do anything at all. Um, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, I gotta figure it out. My bad code. I didn't do it personally. It's the bot that did it. I don't know why it did it. Cause he didn't say anything at all, but it just timed him out for 30 seconds. So he should be back by now, but whether it's a sports team, uh, you know, whether it's business, whether it's your business or, you know, you work for an organization, uh, whether it's a, a church or a, a league, right? Whatever. I think a couple of things, I think if, if you're the leader, right, you have to make sure that, um, the people on your bus. Let's uh, let's put on some Christmas music. Uh, why not? Let's have some Christmas music here. Uh, I think the people that are, or that are helping you, um, Cope. I don't know why. I don't know why you got you got blocked. But anyway, I think the people that are helping you and as a leader, the people on your bus need to be people that you like and that like you. I think that's super important as a leader that, you know, if it's a league, right, my board, and none of them are my buddies. I mean, Wayne and I are probably the closest out of everybody that's on my board, and I don't know if that Wayne would consider me his, his buddy. Maybe he does. I hope so. I mean, we're friendly. We're, I consider him a friend, but we're not like, we don't chit-chat about all kinds of stuff outside of, of league things. Um I think if you're a boss, right, if you're a leader of an organization like, you know, I, I am, whether it's here, my the church that I pastor, whether it's, um, you know, the, the profession that I'm in, the people that are on your team, you know, that you're leading need to be people that you like. And I, and I also think that it's important that it's okay that, that if not everybody's your cup of tea. Again, I said at the very beginning, but I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I know I get it that my face annoys some people. There's nothing I can do about it. Like I, there was no lines for skin color, face attributes, genetics. I, I, I didn't get to choose any of that stuff. I just showed up as, as who I am and I try to be the best version of, of who I am uh, that I can be. Um, but doing this for it was just stupid. Like every time I go to say it, I'm like, what a nerd doing this for 20 years. Um, I have learned some things about myself, a lot of things about myself, a lot of things about people and about running leagues. And every two Maddens, three Maddens maybe, maybe four, every, every two to four Maddens, uh, there's about two or three people that just like have gotten under my skin enough that I just have had enough friction, enough frustration on both sides that it's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I did. I walked away. I think Madno 1 is when we started. I think I walked away in Madno 4. I came back in like Madno 5. I walked, you know, I, I led it until Madden, I think 10, walked away and then came back here. I, I don't even remember when grown folks started. Maybe some of you who joined when we were grown folks would remember a Madden 15. Yeah, I think we've been around maybe that long. Madden 15 or 16. Maybe it was 17. Maybe it was 17. Um, and I, I've, honestly, I, just being totally transparent and, and totally open is that 
uh, in the past week, um, I've compliment, you know, I can't even spit that word out. What's wrong with my head all of a sudden? Contemplated uh, retiring. Uh, and I've said it, I, I, I said it a lot last Madden because the game sucks so bad. It was just like, I can't handle everyone's negativity. And, and, and I actually got to a point where I was sick of hearing me. And I was like, if I ever say it again, then I'm really retired. Like I'm like I'm not gonna threaten again because I just I feel like a punk. I feel like a tit, and I need to grow up and be more mature than that. And so I haven't said those things out loud, but I've definitely taken the week to step back and consider, you know, is it time to shut the OMFL down? I don't know that I'm ever gonna hand it off. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. When that time comes, maybe I do hand it off. I definitely won't ever hand it off and play in it as I have in the past. Usually I hand it off to somebody I trust and I, I still keep playing in it because I love this place and I love the people. I don't think I'm, I, I, you know, I'm at the age and I don't think I'll ever do that again. I think when my time comes, I will either shut it down as a whole and just kind of run the community um, or I will, you know, hand it off and just kind of walk away totally. Um, but it's always just like one or two people. And, and I've really, I've come to that introspection about myself over this past week of, you know, I just don't want to give anybody that power anymore. And at the end of the day, those, those one or two people, um, and you guys kind of know who you are because you know, we've had those messages. Um, I'm probably never going to talk you in, into liking me to don't know that I want to, uh, yeah, uh, I wish everybody liked me. At the least, I hope people can at least say that I treated them right and, and was respectful to them. Um, and I get it. You know, a couple of these situations in particular, you know, those people feel the opposite about me. And that's, I guess, their prerogative. But I think at the end of the day, it's important to realize you have a place here because I allow it. And, and that sounds like such a power trip statement to make, but it's really not. Like my heart and the context of that is like, that's the reality is that this place is here because of me and me alone. A lot of people have played a role. A lot of people have helped tremendously. And I give those people all the credit that they deserve. But the standard has been, has been me and the work that I put into this. And, and this place is, I work a 40 to 50 hour work week at my regular job. I put in another I don't know, 40 to 50 in, into my church. Um, and then I probably put in another 30 to 40 here. I'm just working all the freaking time. And maybe my math doesn't add up right. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but I, I stay up late. It's 1130. I get up early. You know, I put in a lot of work here because ultimately I'm trying to create a place that people like to spend their time. They feel safe. Um, and we can all kind of be adults and, and make friends and, and enjoy a game that sometimes we hate and sometimes uh, sometimes we like. Um, and sometimes that gets lost in the gap. And so, uh, you know, again, this isn't a we're going away message or a threatening message. Um, you know, as of right now, I, I don't feel like it's, it's my time just yet. Uh, but I will say that we need to respect the place that we have. And... <clears throat> If ultimately at the end of the day, we don't respect, you know, me as the leader, then then don't play here. And it's okay. It doesn't make you bad. And I don't think it makes me a bad guy. Um, there's five other leagues here, six maybe. I think we're adding a six or seventh. I don't remember. Um, 
let's just find another place for you to go play. You don't have to worry, you know, deal with me or worry about me. And there's been guys that, that have done. There's one guy I can't I can't remember his real name because he started going by his real name, and I, I can't remember it. Um, but he was here, and uh, just it just wasn't clicking for him. Um, and so he just, he, you know, politely deuced out, exit stage left, and went and started his own league and has, like, a, a really successful community and good for him, and that's okay. Um, but if you're going to stay here, then you got to understand that, that that place is here because of me. And so either got let's let's find that common ground to where we can kind of get along um, or, or move on. And I think that... Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Steve, and I appreciate that, Brady. I, I really do try to give people space, and, and I'm passionate. I'm a passionate dude, and I'm I I fall I fall victim to the same thing. I say we all have to be better at, and sometimes I fall victim to having a bad day or having bad interactions with certain people, and then reading what I want to read into that tone and that inflect when I read things. Um, so I, I do that too. I, I'm not above anybody. Uh, I, it's something I'm working on constantly. Um, but there's a handful of people here that uh, are just constantly doing things that just make it unfun for both of us. And so I, I'm just saying that if those things don't change, um, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so you'll be the one that has to, to leave. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, I don't want it to happen. I hope that we can figure it out. But if not, then then we got to exit stage left. The other thing is that I really want to talk about is that I've bounced all over the place with Press Pass Live. I mean, it used to be a four-person show, and used to we used to all be on video. And then I realized that we weren't doing that right, and it looked terrible. And so we were all audio, and and then my whole crew left me, and then I was by myself, and then every now and then people popped in, and so it's kind of taken on all kinds of forms and fashions. And it used to be like a total recap show. Um, but I feel like those are boring. And, and honestly, Brady does it better than me. He, he has so much personality. And, you know, with the pre-recorded stuff, he's able to give you the recaps. And, you know, I used to be really agenda heavy and, like, do it like a traditional, like, sports center type show. And, and then I kind of, the last couple of months, I've tried to be, like, entertaining and go on rants and, and, and try to... Um, I just try to entertain people and make it like something people want to watch and bring like a lot of passion and energy and, 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 and even sometimes, most of the time say things I don't even really believe, but I just trying to be funny and probably failed at that. That's why I'm not a comedian. And so I'm not going to try to like force feed, be entertaining. I'm just going to be Nate. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to try to bring energy, even though it's 1145 at night. Uh, I'm going to try to not recap. I'm just going to talk about the hot button topics or the things I want to talk about. And just, I, I like this. I like what we do here where you guys are in chat and I'm able to talk with you and see what you want to talk about and just kind of let things kind of flow. Um, so for all those that I offended in the past, you know, I, I know yeah, again, I, in the process of trying to entertain and whatever, uh, those things were taken wrong. And, uh, and that's something I'm growing with. Uh, people take my words uh, totally different. Um,
Yeah, I don't know what happened. Zero clue what just happened, mate. I have no clue what happened. Uh, it's still happening. I don't know if you guys can see me or not. It's in and out. Literally, if you can see this, my internet just went from 900 download speed to less than 100. It just, for whatever reason, decided it was going to do that. So let me wrap up the show, Cove. I appreciate that. Uh, I think I'm just going to be me. And uh, if, if people can't can't do that, then... Then maybe maybe we definitely help speed up the process of helping them find somewhere else to play. But I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys, uh, even those friends of, that are here that don't like me. I do appreciate you and appreciate you spending your time here because, <clears throat> trust me, uh, I know myself and I understand that you play here for fun. You don't have to play here. We're just playing video games. Like, uh, I am not powerful. I am a nobody from nowhere who's just trying to create safe space. So let me get out of here, man. This whole thing has went... It just has went down. So let me get out of here. Let me wrap it up. God bless you guys. I'm sorry that things went haywire here at the end, but I hope that you have a really great rest of your week. God bless you. Peace.